You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. What's up, Spooky Squad? That sounds very casual. I like your casual tone. A day before casual Friday, I dig it. Yeah, I'm going to try to mix it up. You know, some days I come on hot. Yeah, some some days I'm just really strong. And then other days I'm like, you know, whatever. So some days I come on and I want to be a, a quiet storm like radio host. Just like <laughs> <laughs> you're driving your car. It's 1230 at night. <laughs> other days I like to come on like an NPR. <laughs> Welcome to Fresh Air. My name's Andrew Baldwin. My co-host today is Sneak. And uh, first of all, hello to all of you dogs that your owners have left this on for. I'm really glad to be back. <laughs> that was very good. I'm always very Thank impressed you. by NPR um, folks because they just they sound like they injected their like vocal cords with heroin, you know, <laughs> with just their vocal yeah, that... cords. What does that mean? <laughs> They're chill, man. Just chilling. Okay. All right. That makes... <laughs> For some reason, I was trying to think of like what the actual properties of like hocked up on heroin vocal cords would be. And I'm like, oh, you just mean they're chill. Okay. Yeah, no, I think if yeah, you just injected right. your vocal cords with heroin, you're just on heroin in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't oh, try man, it at yeah, home. You, ever sh- yeah. you don't. Out of all the places to shoot up heroin, please don't do it in your vocal cords. Also, Start don't listen small. to us. Like, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't listen to anything we say. <laughs> and now for, and now for an hour or so of you listening to us, hopefully. Oh yeah, no, I figured that as long as you put a disclaimer before whatever bullshit you say, you you aren't culpable for any like radicalization, anything that happens to this person. It's like not my fault, you know. Ben Shapiro, did you hear that? Don't do heroin, you fucking idiot. Oh my god, I was dying, um, you know, seeing our patron saint, Ben Shapiro, getting flamed on Twitter over that WAP tweet or whatever the fuck was. Mm. God, I love Twitter. It's just like high art. Speaking of Twitter, where can they find you, Andrew? Can you find... Oh, man, you can find me at Andrew underscore on underscore drums. Sneak is dancing because it's a well-deserved dance. That was a good That's segue. That's a good-ass segue. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram at Andrew John Baldwin, all one word. Sneak, where can we find you? You can find me at say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore anything on Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me at S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. Both Andrew and I tweet very funny things. I recently posted my first POV video because I am very scared of filming myself and just being funny on camera alone. That is not in my comfort zone. I did that today. And I'm It's fucking hilarious. It's Thank so you. good. I conversely did the complete opposite. <laughs> I take took the good old blind date sketch and just made it. I was like, oh I could just use it myself. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I did the uh, the cute thing of posting a video, a picture of me at the age of 15, and then a picture of me at the age of 30. The 15-year-old picture is Corbin Blue, and the 30-year-old picture is David Diggs. <laughs> I love that. Speaking of which, yesterday was your birthday. It was. Thank you. It was. Happy birthday. 
Oh, sorry. Thank you. Do you not? Are you one of those people who like doesn't like talking about your birthday? Oh, I don't care. No, I love. I'm that guy that it's 11:59 p.m. on my birthday. <laughs> I'm like, tell tell me it's my birthday like five more times before it's not. Yeah. And then the next morning, I I really want people to be like, ha- happy morning after. Okay, good. No, I know some folks who are. No, I'm I'm very. Yeah, I'm fucking full. Of, yeah, ha- it's like, dude, 364 more days till your birthday. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> no, birthdays are fun. Yeah, you are 30, flirty, and thriving. Okay. Thank you, Sonique. Do let anyone tell you any different. My li- my life coach, my mentor. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm here to motivate you all. I'm also here to introduce our next movie, our movie of the week. I am, <laughs> guys, I am just like so good. Um, we watch Jeepers Creepers from 2001, which we both established last uh, last week as being movies that actually scared us. It was so good. <laughs> and still scared me today. Yeah. It also helped too that I was confusing parts of it with like Jeepers Creepers 2 for some reason. So I would think something was going to happen, and then because I was thinking the wrong thing, it would totally get me. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming, because I was thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. I was like, this one, I think, is an excellent black auntie movie, because I was screaming at, like, the screen the whole time, and just, like, yelling at the people, because it is like that. It's very, it's very, like, um... I guess kind of high octane for like a, a horror movie that takes place like in the backwoods of what like Florida or something. It was yeah. pretty like exciting. And I was like, oh shit, this I forgot how good this movie was. I knew it was good, but rewatching it was it was so much fun. I loved it. Fantastic. So before we get into the movie though, I feel like we have to address the director in the room. No? Yes. Yeah. No. So so I didn't realize this one. I didn't know who, like, I honestly didn't care who the director was as when we picked it. Uh, Victor Salva, who is a director who was like kind of controversial because he was um, convicted for like child pornography. And oh, stuff. shit. When did this happen? Okay. And In, again. In like the late 80s. But so, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know until today, like when I was kind of like getting ready to like watch the movie and like do my research. Um, I found out today, I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, he was convicted of, like, possessing child por- um, pornography um, in the late 80s. So well before this movie came out. And it's like, oh, he has still had a career, like, after that. Well, that's good to know that we would have to fuck up so hard to not have a career. Just kidding. Times <laughs> times have changed <laughs> and people are being held accountable, kind of. Yeah. Um, I figure... We can still move forward and and just like look past that. It's a weird one. I mean, I don't want to get into it today, but I mean, there's also plenty of horror directors moving forward who are very controversial. So there is that question of whether or not they get to be on our podcast or we get to talk about their movies. I don't know, but we're gonna go ahead and do Jeepers Creepers. Um, yeah. So as I said, directed by Victor Salva. Um, and it was made in 2001. It stars Gina Phillips, who was 30, apparently. Wow. She. Yeah, she looked, she definitely looked, she was like a college student. <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty A crazy. non-traditional college student. Yeah. 
<laughs> but starring Gina Day of Phillips, uh, Justin Long, and Jonathan Breck. And basically, the movie follows uh, siblings who are driving back from college. Um, along the way, they come across some pretty, a pretty suspicious entity on the road who drives a truck and is basically in hot pursuit of them. Um, they witness some shady stuff happening with the, you know, the dumping of bodies and pretty much it unfolds from there and finding out that this entity is more than just a guy in a truck. So good. I, I rewatching it. I was thinking how it's so much practical effects, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. very little of it is, uh, is like CGI or anything. And you're like, man, this is phenomenal, which helped make it, you know, I forgot what I was listening to. It was that Bravo, like, top 10 scariest whatever movies. Oh, and then yeah. it was talking about this. I think it was the the actor who played Freddy Krueger or someone else mm-hmm. in, like, involved with Nightmare on Elm Street. But they were saying, you know, it's... I'm not afraid of, like, monster movies or whatever. Like, I'll get scared if something jumps at me, but I'm not afraid of them. Like, I would never have nightmares of them because they're not real. It's the things that are real that freak me out. Like, Mm. it's just a normal person that's scary. And I think about that frequently. But for this, because I was like, those are all real effects. I was like, it just made it more real to me for some reason. Like, I know there's not some weird winged demon that comes, you know, every 23rd spring to annihilate the backwoods of Florida. But I'm like, but you know, it wasn't CGI, so maybe... (laughs) No, but I think there's there's something to that. Uh, I think in part because of the um, the the effects that they use, but also just the atmosphere of it. It feels so grounded. It doesn't feel like this over the top monster movie. It feels like very like authentic. It gives me very strong like Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Just like people just driving along, and then some shit starts happening, and it's ha- and a lot of it's happening in daylight. I mean, the first the first big chunk of the movie is during the day and a lot of the horror happens in the daytime. And I think it's what makes it so real. And so like, oof, like <laughs> it's so unsettling. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the, um, excuse me, the plot. So we have siblings, Trish and Derry, and they're of course driving home. It's during spring break. Um, they're just driving along in the countryside. Um, they're using Trish's, car which is pretty like busting up it's kind of like your classic like it's a fucking like like an impala right <laughs> i don't know what kind of car it is but it's like a, a classic car yeah yeah and you're like what like that is it's a classic car like why would the and you know it's like one of the things way later in the film when they finally get a hold of their parents they're like, you know, it's like, oh, dad was worried about the car, wasn't he? It's like, yeah, because it's a classic that he let his fucking child take out. That was the weirdest part of the movie. I'm like, no, no child's rolling up to like FSU or whatever college they went to in this classical Oldsmobile. That's true. When I was a teenager, I wanted to to drive an old car, though. <laughs> I wanted to drive an old car in the sense that I wanted to drive the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. <laughs> Which is a 59 Cadillac. So I'm like, <laughs> that was what I wanted. Mm. 
but kind of like what you're talking about about the movie being grounded it just starts off like you said with them driving back from college but they're just doing sibling shit like playing license plate games to pass the Mm -hmm. time and just arguing so much about stupid shit exactly like siblings do and i love and it's i think it's one of the things i love about this movie too is that it is siblings i think that we we don't get enough not just horror but just movies in general about siblings like you know because i think as someone who has a sister and i know you have siblings as well it's such a unique relationship that i think bodes really well for horror because it's a relationship that is i mean even if you have a good relationship with your sibling it's still kind of like um there's always a kind of like a seed of resentment there's always kind of that tension despite the love it's a complicated relationship usually and i feel like any other person making this movie would have probably thought to make them a young couple like a romantic couple and i think there just isn't as much fun i, I think that like a lot of the tension comes from the fact that they're siblings and they're like they're looking out for each other. It feels a lot more, again, very real and like, oh, fuck, I'm thinking about me and my sister in the car. Like, what would we do if this happened to us? Like- <laughs> right. Especially, like you were saying, with romantic couples, there can be in that complaint of the plot where they get pissed at each other and hate each other. And they're like, well, we're splitting up and I don't have to deal with you anymore. Whereas siblings do that every day. Exactly. But then at the end of the day, they're just like, oh, I'm related to you and I love you. Right. It's like, we have to be, it's like, I hate you, but we're obviously doing this thing together. Yeah, it would have been, the, the story probably would have been a romantic couple that's like on the brink or they're like at a crossroad in the relationship. But the things with siblings, like you said, is that like, you kind of always are. So it's not like this thing is will make and break you but not the relationship this like what what their experience is like it's more life or death because it's not about the relationship it's about like we're siblings and we have to like survive this together so i don't know i think it's like an interesting interesting yeah. uh, dynamic um but yeah so they are right. just like and, sorry go ahead oh well yeah they're just arguing for like a, a good chunk of time and then casually because you just see them from you know the front of the car in like the inside of the car is like the point of view. And then from the back, cause it's like coming from the way back, it's very unassuming, mm-hmm. but we get that big fucking beat up Such truck a good that eventually just gets right up on their ass. <laughs> and then, starts honking that weird horn it's ter- it's a terrifying it's a ter- horn. it's a terrifying like it's like i will say i what i love about this movie too is the pacing is great because it is just like we start off just boom middle of this where you know who we who these people are they're driving you know they're coming from college and as this conversation is happening like that bit with the the truck I remember when I first watched this in the truck very slowly approaching cuz it's it's it creeps up on you literally even as the viewer you're like oh there's a truck behind them oh it's getting closer oh it's weird looking truck oh it's really close you're like oh shit like this is like (laughs) this is where like this is immediately happening and i fucking love it but like the truck ends up like tailgating them for a bit and they have like you know they're swerving they're fucking going off but it eventually passes them so they're like "Mm, this is you know fucking weird yeah yeah um and it was like really it was epically intense too because you know they're like just go around and then so like they would swerve into the other lane and then the guy obviously just fucking with them instead of passing them just gets keeps going behind them and they're still thinking that he's just an asshole that won't pass and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. whatever but um 
after that happens, I mean, they're obviously shook. They're like shaken up about what happened. And it comes up in conversation, some foreshadowing that this is the same road that like 20 something years ago, these other teens had died on. But there, there's some dispute there. They're like, eh, you know, there's a long stretch of highway, right? Like it could have happened anywhere. It's not a big deal. But we're told that like, um, right. I guess they had, I mean, they found like the fucked up car that they had been in, but the bodies were like not found or they didn't find their heads or something, you know, very scary. Yeah. They're like, we, they couldn't mm-hmm. find the woman's couldn't head. Couldn't find the woman's head, which very good, um, nice seed to plant. But later on, they, you know, as they're driving, they do pass by like this abandoned church and they notice the same truck that they had passed or had, you know, tailgated them before. But there's this kind of shadowy person, question mark, dumping bodies or what seems like bodies down this like fucking pipe which is like a fucking can you imagine how surreal that is too because again this is all happening in day like in daylight for anyone who isn't who hasn't watched the movie or is too scared right it's all happening in the daytime <laughs> so you're just like driving and you just see someone like what do you do because that becomes the like you know they are like oh, huh <laughs> like, like what the fuck do you do with that and it was just a brilliant, that shot in particular, you can think about it and make it funny too, because he's in broad daylight dumping that body down in the pipe, and you could, he could just be like, it's obviously not a concern you will realize later, but he's like, oh yeah, who the fuck is on this stretch of highway? And then he's like, oh, those fucking kids again. <laughs> and then, but it's such a cool shot because they, it shows him like, and it, Upon rewatching, I was trying to see if he maintained, like, staring at the car while he was dumping the body. And then he turned around and is just clearly staring, like, would be making eye contact with them. Like, his head follows the car as it drives by. And you're like, oh, shit, these these kids are fucked. Basically. Um, uh, I mean, a little bit after that happens, though. I mean, I mean, or pretty much pretty quickly after that, the man does attempt to run them off the road again. But they do escape. And after escaping, so Derry and Trish, Derry tells Trish, like, we need to go back, basically. And we're getting, a, I think, another uh, strength of this movie is that we get a good sense of who these characters are. Like, you know, Trish is a little the tougher one. She's a little bit, you know, maybe I would say a little bit pra- more practical, a bit more, you know, realistic, kind of edgy. Derry's a little bit kind of like the sweetie, I think, in a way, because he convinces Trish to go back to the church. He's like, you know... What if this was you and you were that person being thrown down? And I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm a Trish. Or let me ask you, are you a Derry or are you a Trish? Um, I would have called the cops. I myself wouldn't have gone back. Exactly. I'm like, fuck that. Because I mean, like, well, I mean, the thing that had to happen is like he was going to go back and say, if we find something, then we'll go call the cops. It's like, well, they could have just cut the middleman out and called the cops. Yep. Like, y'all white, do do what, do what you do best. You see something suspicious, call the cops. This is the one time I'm like, yes, call the police. <laughs> this is this is when they should be called. Like, I'm seeing someone dumping what looks like a living body down a hole. That's when you call the cops. And I'm like, I'm like yes, 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 call the police. Yeah, I, I'm attrition in this situation, too. Like, no, we go find, you know... A place to make the call. I don't remember if I made if I commented on this last week, but it's kind of this era of horror is I think like the last time like contemporary horror where you don't have to worry about like or you don't have to 
adjusts for like cell phones and the internet. So like you could get away with the right. story like that device of like the phone's not working or we don't have any a signal out here and that being like the thing that drives the the right. stuff. And I, I like that because when you watch it and you're like, yeah, they wouldn't have – it makes sense. Today it kind of gets thrown away because it's like you have self-service fucking everywhere. <laughs> it was kind of – that's true. I also did like – it. it's not as realistic but still, you know, like some people drive older cars just in the sense like, oh, like I'm – I don't have a ton of cash. I'm still driving like this 2010 or 2005 mm-hmm. car or like they're not cigarette lighters anymore but right. they're just like – the little chargey whenever like so he was like my phone is in my gym bag grab it and that's also funny because how often do you drive and your phone isn't like immediately in grabbing distance but exactly it's like literally next to me the whole time (laughs) yeah and he's like my phone's dead and i have the charger for it like the car charger and she's like my cigarette lighter doesn't work and i'm like that could still happen nowadays like you know it wasn't like a there's no signal blah 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 obviously the big you know i guess because they're in like fucking backwoods nowhere then that you get to the point of we need to find someone with a fucking landline (laughs) but so it for the most part it's like techno like technology wise it still kind of holds up yeah it still holds up it's it's not um i guess is what i mean too it's that like um I'm at, I feel like so now if you are writing a horror script, you, but you do have to factor in for technology because I think so much of like pre or around early 2000s and prior horror is based off of like the phone line's been cut. Like you can get like you can throw that plot device in and it works. Now right. it's kind of like, well, when are you like just totally unplugged? But anyway, um, they go back to the church and <laughs> – they decide like okay Derry, i love him but god he's stupid like decides he's gonna crawl into the fucking pipe and of course he falls in and that uh that one shot though of him falling do you remember that bit like when he's falling on his back and land that was really good yeah that was a gorgeous shot i also like before he fell for no reason like i mean i know florida's humid but that pipe, and it's not near water, was so wet. It was dripping wet. <laughs> and for some reason, that really stuck in my mind. Like, why is it so wet? It's a wet-ass uh. pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Shapiro would not like it. <laughs> He's like, um, typically, if that pipe is so wet, it needs has medical problems. It needs to go to get checked out. Yes. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but, uh, yeah so you, <laughs> and there's like my gorgeous yeah gorgeous shot falls <laughs> on his back but also i was thinking why didn't he land because eventually you know it's like you see the body that was dumped like wrapped in sheets and tied up but part of me is thinking why didn't mm-hmm. he like land on that body like it was far enough away that he didn't and it was on top of like a slab i was like shouldn't that a fucking shouldn't it's so unnecessary i don't know why i was thinking about it but the whole time i'm like why didn't he land on that body like i'm not a master of fucking physics but <laughs> i don't know man i also don't know i want to know why he didn't like get fucked up more because he fell what seemed like a pretty far distance on his back 
and hit his head like he right? really yeah it's not it's not like the the pipe let out just above the ground like he had to his shoe got caught in it and he had to jump to catch it like get his shoe but yeah he yeah. finds this this body bag and he I also like the trope too of like you know he's Trish is yelling like what's going on down there and he's like I found the body and he's turning around to yell up the pipe and this body has been motionless for minutes and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like gra- it grabs him it's like a good jump scare and it's like shaking right violently. when it's convenient <laughs> yeah and I was like did, did this guy like fucking pass out from shock just to come come to which you know I've never. <laughs> had fucking my chest sewn like ripped open and then sewn shut again so maybe that's yeah no happened. that guy was definitely b and t'd for sure dude for yeah sure. he he got candy man yeah. something fierce he got candy man um but yeah the guy's like fucking he dead he dies obviously um but as uh dairy continues to you know explore down there because he he pretty much deduces like okay this is gonna lead us to the basement of the church i should be able to get out this way he's walking around and he finds like hundreds and hundreds of bodies that have been like preserved and like sewn and like they're like so fucked up like <laughs> it's like the fucked up art s- insulation just like right yeah you'll see it at the moment <laughs> yeah like but- definitely like <laughs> good stuff <laughs> But we see that couple that they were talking about earlier and he had like sewn that woman's head Mm -hmm. like back onto a body. And like we see because they they specifically mentioned the high school it was and it was like a prom night story, like a tale to keep you from doing shit. And then so, yeah, this body of this man and woman, their arms are sewed together, holding hands, wearing the class ring from that high school. And which oof. Yeah, that's but then, yeah. But then, what's his face? Derry escapes from a, a really clever, like so. Trisha's on lookout to see if the uh, the man in the truck comes back, and we see the truck coming. There it is! <laughs> oh God, we're gonna die! <laughs> I feel like that always happens. Like <laughs> little like sound cues just happen. But it was really great because it was just a different truck, like from a distance, looked the same. And you're like, oh, that was a close one because she's in the car trying to get out and it won't start. And then she you think she's safe. And then fucking Derry just slams up against the window, scaring the shit out of her. Uh, He's poor distraught Mm -hmm. Derry. I know he was definitely like he was a, he, you know, he was traumatized, which is like, don't worry, dear, you're not gonna have to deal with your trauma for too long. He's like, <laughs> he's like traumatized, basically, of what he saw, understandably, because it's like some pretty fucked up, like, macabre, like body horror type shit. Yeah. But um, they do end up at a diner and they burst in. And it's just typical, you know, the most crowded diner. Like, what day is this? It's like, <laughs> yeah, we don't see houses for miles they're driving. We don't, but yet it's a packed <laughs> fucking diner. It might be the only spot for miles, though. Like, so, like, when people are like, yeah, we're trying to like go out and like turn up, you go to this fucking roadside diner and you just have yeah. burgers and shakes all night and it's a good time. It's the only place for 90 years. <laughs> basically um but yeah they do like the classic thing they run in just like you know freaking out we need to call the cops and everyone's just looking at them like 
I'm also shocked there wasn't a cop just sitting there too. Like I, right. I feel like that's the kind of diner where right? they just would be, the sheriff would just be at because there's nothing to do in this town. There's no crime, so he's just at this diner all day talking to Flo, the waitress. Um, <laughs> I gave her a name. I feel like she'd be named Flo and her um, backstory. Yeah, so they. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like she's a chain smoker. Um, she's got some kids. She's got like three kids. She's her husband died. Under mysterious circumstances in the town, it's kind of a rumor that Flo did it, but, you know, they never caught her. She got that. There's no evidence. (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry about it. And she makes a mean cup of coffee. So... (laughs) Yeah, that... that, What do you do, Flo? What's your secret? I put it in, and I turn it on. Flo, you genius. She's ashes... She's ashes her cigarette into the filter. (laughs) (laughs) What you get? Um, yeah, so um, while they're at the diner, though, the phone starts ringing. And I'm very confused about the townspeople. Like, are do they know what's happening? Or are they just like, they just don't care. These are just some outsiders. And they don't care. Because, like, the phone rings and they're like, ain't you going to answer it? And, like, <laughs> it's yeah, like, why I would I answer be, I would be concerned. Phone? I would be concerned. Like, this payphone yeah, doesn't I, generally ring ever. Maybe the owner should get it. That seems like a problem. Yeah, I don't work here. Or is it implied that, like, everyone's at the diner because they know about this beast? So they just, like, hang out at the diner and it's like, this is where you come because it's safe because we're all here. And, like... I think it's a very easy backstory that's plausible. You know, because it's, like, a really backwater thing. And I'm going to say backwater so many more times. But, you know, (laughs) it's like there's no... There's nobody. And it just seems to keep attacking that community was kind of like how it felt like it doesn't just go on a cross-country murder spree it just kind of sticks around it stays on this highway yeah and i feel like the people who live there kind of just i get a i got a very stephen king vibe from the townspeople just like some weird shit happens every few years people go missing and we just kind of you count your blessings that you're not one of them and then you just kind of go about your life for the next 23 years like it was just like weird. By the way, they answer the phone and a woman is on the phone and she's just warning them. She's like, she plays the song Jeepers Creepers, which is a bop. And it know, is. she's trying to give them a, it is like a really catchy, like little <laughs> kind of like soda shop type of song. Um, she warns them about it and, or just, she's, the thing is, she's a worse psychic. She's the worst kind of psychic. Cause she just has like, she's definitely getting some sort of like otherworldly vibes but there's no specifics. It's just like when you hear the song, get freaked out. And it's like, how often do you hear Jeepers Creepers played? <laughs> yeah, but you fucking bet your ass. The second I hear that song, I'm freaking out because I, it's like I haven't heard this song ever. And now all of a sudden I'm going to start hearing it. Yeah, I love um, I mentioned it a little bit last week, but I love when horror movies like just fucking steal a song and just ruin it. So, like, when you do hear Jeepers Creepers, you think of this movie. Like I said, when I hear Tiptoe Through the Tulips, it gives me chilled on the spine because of fucking Insidious, and it's very unsettling <laughs> for me. Mm. Ruined for me. Um, yeah, so they're still confused because she just plays a song, and they're like, okay, weird. Um, but <laughs> the police do finally show up, and they're just kind of like, 
you know, they're doing the fucking cop thing where Derry is freaking out and telling like, yo, this is what happened. Like there's bodies down there. They're like, like shit's popping off and they're just doing like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you, the, those people you talked about died like 20 years ago. It's like, I don't know what to fucking tell you, man. It's like, I'm telling you what I saw. I'm like, go. But also, I'm like, why are you acting like there are not means to preserve bodies? It's not crazy. Like, does that, like, yeah. Mummies? Yeah. Hello? Like, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they seem to forget that museums exist <laughs> and there are exhibits of once dead things in said exhibits. Yeah, it's like, why is it not occurred to you, like, someone's doing, like, I'm sure you've heard of Ed Gein, like, people. <laughs> Crazy yeah. people do fucked up things in their houses. Like, why is like so are weird? you te- are you telling me that s- some genius figured out how to preserve skin well after its death? Well, you're just you lost your goddamn mind. He didn't. I don't think he had an accent. Oh my officer, have you been to a funeral? Like, <laughs> yeah. have you been to an open casket funeral, sir? Yes. There's ways to do this. <laughs> right. There are means. <laughs> Well, I do like after that, you know, like, so Derry's freaking, understandably freaking out. And the waitress comes up. I also love how everyone's still there. Like, the whole fucking diner. They haven't left, because like you said, they're hanging out, trying to stay safe. And someone's and like, also, like, nothing co-. happens in this place. So, like, something exciting's happening. You're not leaving. You're like, I want to see what's happening. Yeah, happen. yeah. And they're like, hey, that's your, car. <laughs> that's your car out there, right? And they go out, and, like, Derry's clothes are thrown all around. It's like, he was out there smelling it looked like he was liking it too and you so like Derry's freaking out obviously and again this 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 man just not this man question mark not caring like it was nighttime at this point but he's like i don't care if these people see me let them see don't yeah. shame me don't it's a pretty well lit like parking lot situation yeah. like if you're in the diner you can definitely see that guy and we oh we didn't mention too specifically Derry was carrying dirty laundry when he was coming home because as you do from coming from college you know very normal and also right his name was written on his underwear like he was like a 10 year old going to camp because <laughs> he was like now the guy knows my name and i was like you wrote darius on your tidy whities dude yeah also he was like all right so the laundry thing he said like oh yeah no i'm bringing it because like you know what you know what it's like doing laundry in a dorm and i'm like yes usually there's laundry you use coins or whatever and you just do it i don't know why that was impossible but i do remember when i was a freshman in college i had been inundated with media of like college students bring their laundry home so i was like i'm gonna do that because i feel like (laughs) That's what I'm supposed to do, right? And I'm an fucking idiot. I lived two hours. Hendrick's quiet. I lived two hours away from my college. So I would take the bus home until I, I <laughs> took my car on campus. I would I would drive. I took the bus home, like the mega bus. Shout out to Mega Bus, like sponsor us. Um so, <laughs> so I um what happened? I, I decided, okay, yeah, I'm gonna bring my laundry home. And I didn't realize like uh, you're on the bus you should probably put it in like a suitcase i just took my laundry bag my drawstring laundry bag filthy laundry and just brought it on the bus like it was luggage and threw it in the bottom with the other luggage 
like You're... a fucking weirdo. And my mom picks me up and she's like, did you not have a suitcase? And it's like, no, I just put it in my laundry bag. She's like, no, I don't. What the hell's wrong with me? Oh, baby Sanik making dumb decisions. Well, thankfully, the, the thing didn't open. I, we didn't get to D.C. and there's just like dirty draws all over everyone's <laughs> luggage. Because that would have been terribly embarrassing, but also very funny. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, but like they so yeah they like the where are we? Laundry just smelled the laundry, and then well they're taken yes, off because yes, yes. they're being they're being escorted by the cops, and I also wasn't like mm-hmm. too sure if they're not like going back to the the church. I think they're they're just getting escorted somewhere, and then we. I hear mean, at over... this point though, do they find out that the church was burning yeah they get radioed that the church is on fire right and then also Mm -hmm. we get um we get the the siblings futzing on the radio and we get a cover of jeepers creepers but like a weird 90s like pop rock version hair like yeah a paula abdul jeepers creeper that's what it was <laughs> and, oh my god it's like that paula abdul music video with like that cartoon cat but it's her with the creeper and they're just like dancing that's yeah. <laughs> right and then so you but then we're like oh, and you know Derry's fucking freaking out because he goes i'd never heard this song before and now i'm hearing it i need to be careful and then we also get shots uh, back in the cop car that's following them and we hear things on their roof of their car and then from the shot of uh darian trisha's car we see that the man has clearly landed on the top of the car and then i like yes <laughs> the one the one woman in the cop car on in the passenger seat and she's like just full gets out of the window to see what was happening as they're driving, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they're not going like 15 miles an and, hour. And like there's they're, no they're trees. Not... There's no trees. Uh, uh, there's no trees around you. So it's not like, oh, I need to check the top. Maybe the branch fell. There's nothing to fall. In. Something something living has fallen on top of you. Like what, what did you expect right? to find on top of your car? And then she just gets ripped out of her seat. And then the the creeper rips the cop that's driving he like out of the car and cuts his head off and all the while the cop car is not spinning out of control it's just going straight still and <laughs> trish like true. trish and Derry don't get hip to anything that's going on until a severed head falls on their windshield Ugh. but this is and then they knew <laughs> that's when they thought something was amiss <laughs> like something's afoot <laughs> <laughs> but it was really but yeah we get good. we get that nice shot of oh well we get the creeper whistling and he's a very good whistler very mm-hmm. good whistling his his theme song and he picks up the severed head and you know it's just dairy being like well they're just of course like you do when something's terrifying you don't try to leave right away you wait until you realize it's super scary and they just watch him like kind of like start eating the back of the head and then he starts like pulling the tongue out of it like it looked like yeah, you know like, like fruit by the it. foot yeah well at first he thought he was making out <laughs> then he like fruit by the foot's his tongue and then they're just like 
oh, now we need to go. Like, now we need to go. And they, they peel off. Yes. And another awesome, just like, element of this movie is how we get just a, they, they do a good job of like kind of just getting a little bit more and more about this monster so first it's like oh weird truck guy oh bodies okay okay laundry into laundry fetish question mark oh can he fly how did that happen oh he's eating this person it's like it, you know it's a good way of just kind of like inching inching right. inching until you get the big reveal that this is like a winged creature because at this point um Trish starts like <laughs> to fucking run this thing over, and I'm like, Trish, like, oh god, Trish, my, my, I don't know what the word is. She's just like my fiery, fiery, my my mercurial princess who decides to keep running this thing over. And I'm like, let girl, it's just let it go, fucking drive. She keeps running over, um, but we do at that moment, which I think was awesome. You just see like a single little wing, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Crazy? right yeah and they're like not human like it's got a fucking wink (laughs) there's like oh like one more time and then we need to leave and then uh yeah so they leave this cat lady's house that they had just stopped at and then they end up at a police like station Mm -hmm. finally and then we get uh giselle the 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 psychic that called oh i think we skipped over the cat lady didn't we yes we did but it's not super important Oh, the cat lady is just well. One of the visions, right, is that they uh, she saw him with a ton of cats, and then they had a run in with him, and then they fucking had a hit and run with him. Yeah. Um. Can we talk about how Giselle is their magical Negro in this movie? I was gonna say. Um. I. <laughs> I just. I was like, psychic black lady. Love it. <laughs> That's actually what her title is in the credits. It the the magical yeah, negro. Yeah, she, she is a magical negro. She Giselle helped us solve a few couple missing cases, and now she thinks she's psychic. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, give her her fucking flowers. She solved fucking missing persons cases, but you know, she we through Giselle though we learn what this creature is. It's the creeper. And he wakens every twenty third spring for twenty three days to feast on humans and he takes the body parts that he eats to kinda of like regenerate himself, which I think is really dope. And if I was a creature, I would yeah. do that. Yeah. If yeah, he's a very he was he was green before it was cool. Yeah. And then what he doesn't eat he preserves and puts in his creepy Sistine Chapel. Right, it's like <laughs> the creep. <laughs> I, I think we can learn a lot from the creeper in terms of like fighting global warming. Um, yeah, but she says that she can also seek out the victims through fear, and she smells them. So it's like once he finds what he likes, kind of like how I feel. <laughs> you know, a, a fashion choice that really works for me, then that's what I pursue. I'm like, I look good in high waisted jeans. I'm only gonna wear high waisted jeans from now on. <laughs> Of the creeper, the creeper of fashion. Sonique <laughs> is the creeper of fashion. So yeah, I am. All I like to. Um, I also like to thrift. So very sustainable. I don't do fast fashion. Um, I'm willing to hunt down what I really like and what's really you know is good and long lasting for me. You know, so the creeper. And then the parts of the clothes she, the parts of the outfit she doesn't like. She staples to her apartment walls kind of like these bodies she's very creeper like yeah i just make a quilt 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. He staples his puts out the wall like. A what, what do you what do you call a, a curtain? Are you fucking talking about my curtains? <laughs> But, oh my God. Yeah, but then like the creeper does show up again at the police station, and you know it's a it's a big starts eating some inmates fucking bloodbath. He's just like eating all these inmates, <coughs> and, and that was like another cool thing. Sorry, go ahead. Is like you know because they're split level, and like the creepers fucking up this section of cops, and then the head dude like the sergeant is like what's happened he's like you're gonna think i'm fucking crazy but this thing just like flew away and blah 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 and he's like you're full of shit that can't be happening i was like you don't even believe one of your own what's going on that's crazy (laughs) that's insane i think that the i think the police force could really uh benefit from magical thinking just a willingness to accept that a winged creature could exist and just fly away like (laughs) Like, oh, oh yeah, little faith. Um, yeah, no, Creeper fucking fucking kills so many. And um, Giselle warns them, like, one of you guys is going to die a horrible death. And um, Terry's like, woohoo. And Giselle looks at Trish. So we're like, we're led to think, oh, fuck, Trish is going to, like, you know, die probably. Well, it's also nice, too, because at the very beginning – when they start talking about that couple that went missing and they could only they couldn't find her head or whatever um trish says you know i always thought this was going to be the highway i would die on mm-hmm. and then so even from like the beginning we're like oh fuck trish is- yeah trish is definitely has like a death yeah. wish basically but eventually like the creeper like, catches up to them and like he starts like this part was so fucked up he's just like sniffing and like licking them basically well i mean how do you pick something like you don't go to things you like and then sniff and lick it i mean everything friends clothes produce get a lot of looks during this covid time but they don't know they don't know everyone thinks that the way to catch to you know to pick a good um cantaloupe it's like sniff it no you just lick it you just lick the whole thing and that's how you know and you you gotta you gotta taste the fear of that cantaloupe to know it's right for you Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, this is this is the one. This um, is this is what. But but at that moment, the creeper chooses dairy because he's like, no, no, I like I like the smell of this one. He smells and this scared like, little one. <laughs> yeah, he smells like sweet Ooh. fear. What do you think fear smells like? Well, whatever his dirty laundry smells like, probably shit. Ooh, so <laughs> it's like musty like balls. <laughs> creeper's just like <laughs> musty. <laughs> <laughs> Like, ooh, dirty balls. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my god, like now I'm thinking like um Creeper is on some weird like dark web subscription site where he can like get used underwear in the mail. He loves that. Um but Trish is like she is like, you know, take me, I volunteer tribute tribute. Like I'm gonna sacrifice myself for my brother. I love him so much. But and he he kind of looks at that her. He looks at her. He's like maybe. He's like nah, I'm good. Well, because <laughs> like she's <laughs> like she's she's like she's like hey, take me. I'll go in his place. I'm fearless. And he's like, did you did you not listen to your magical negro? I don't I don't want fearless. Good like, point. He, he, she doomed him. Good you know? point. She was like, like I'm, I'm brave. Sh- she's like I'm strong. She's like me, Trish, me strong. <laughs> he's just like no. And he's like, he's like I want this nah, baby I'm boy. Gonna t- <laughs> gonna take this value meal and just head on out and then yeah he just dips 
He flies out the window holding Derry. Yeah. Which and is then like, we just damn. Yeah, we Oof. get to the next morning and Trish is just sitting in the, the, the police station and uh Giselle is like, Hey, your your family's there. Your family's here to get you and she's, you know, like freaking out, it's like, Are oh, your visions ever wrong? And she's like, Oh, I'm just a crazy old woman. Like, don't don't listen to me. And then the the crows are like a light symbolism but not really you know they're just at the church Mm -hmm. but then we see a crow and we follow it and then it flies over like this abandoned factory kind of thing Mm -hmm. like a waterworks whatever and again just i think everything with the creeper is just so wet every everything's dripping that church (laughs) pipe this new layer (laughs) just he needs things moist (laughs) <laughs> but uh the ending uh, i just love the ending so much it's so good you you hear you fucking well it's like you know snaking through the various sections of this abandoned place and we hear dairy screaming as jeepers creepers starts getting louder and then it's there we see it on the phonograph and he's the creepers working on something and then goes to turn and the camera goes and we see the the rose tattoo so we're like oh this is clearly Derry's body and it just goes up and up and up and then you just see like his empty eye sockets but not just empty like you can see through them because he cut them in half like hot dog yeah <laughs> like he just wanted to wear the the front half of them and then like it ends like on the line where did you get those eyes and the creeper pops his eye through the empty eye hole and you're like oh so good because yeah because because up until this point like you don't it is not clear like why this song jeeper like jeepers like why this song but yeah so effective at the very end for like where'd you get those peepers his eyes it's his eyes he took his eyes it's just like yeah ah. yes. <laughs> it's so fucking perfect this, i oof, love this movie this is i think this is also for me one of the first ones we've done where i had seen it at an impressionable age Mm. like i think i was 11 i was 11 or 12 when i saw it the first time and i was like oh this fucked me up yeah i i remember when i watched as a kid huh covering my eyes a lot like this is like one that was like oh like this thing is just so this creature is just so fucked up and there's the ending just being really sad i think because i was also thinking like my sister and like oh my god, like, with me and my sister, like, we're in the situation, like, I got took, taken away, or she was taken away from me and, like, killed by this creature. Like, it, it really, like, I was a hit home, because it's not, like, a, a real <laughs> issue, I it really, think. It, it, it reminded me when I when I was held by this demon and my sister <laughs> said, take take me instead. But no, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a younger sibling, so I, I feel like I I like to think I'm a Trish, but I'm actually a dairy. So I could totally see the same in this same predicament. I think my sister would try to like sacrifice herself, and I would still get scooped up by the creeper. I'm so scared. Well, you, well, <laughs> you guys can bond over your love of sustainable creeping. You with clothes, yeah. him sustainable with creeping. bodies. Sustainable creeping. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start like a website called Sustainable Creeping. That'd be hilarious. Um, and it's just telling you how to dumpster so dive. Yeah. But for clothes and not for bodies. Um, 
But yeah, that was Jeepers Creepers. I think we made it very clear that we love this movie. This is a fun, awesome. What what was the reception of it? So it looks like it. Its budget was ten million, and it made fifty nine point two million. So definitely made its money back, and then some. Oh, and it came out around Labor Day. Ooh, that's a really good. It's a good horror weekend. Um, curious to know about the reception of it though. So it actually has a forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's shocking. That's dumb. Too many that's dumb, dumb. people I think this, have been. Yeah, these people are fucking stupid. I think it needs. I think this is a horror movie that I maybe can believe at the time got that that rating. I think it needs to be revisited by more people, though. I think it's actually like a a solid, like scary. I think also like a very fun one. It's fun to watch. Got to get that rating up. I just want this movie to succeed. <laughs> Justice for Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, the newest campaign. Well, this is funny, though. I scrolled down on the Wikipedia. The C also includes the Jersey Devil. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. I was thinking when I was watching this, I think this is similar to As Above, So Below, when I was thinking, how would this movie change if it were a black movie? Uh And I was like, would not go back to that church. No. Also might not call, also probably wouldn't call the police. I think it'd be one of those, one of those moments where you're like, listen, it's got nothing to do with me. I keep driving, I see shit, I'm going to go home. My mom's at home, she's got some food cooking, it's waiting for me. I'm trying to get home. <laughs> we just never talk about this again. Yes. No, this wouldn't have happened because you would have been on, you wouldn't be taking all these dumb scenic back roads, you'd be on the mega bus with your drawstring dirty laundry so this wouldn't have happened with my drawstring dirty drawers and also i feel like it as a black person as having a black mother who was very oh just afraid for my life i think she probably would have been like no i'm buying you a ticket you're flying home why are you i'm not making you drive like you're not you're not gonna drive this long stretch of highway by yourself to get home like you're gonna fly home because this is not safe so what i'm saying is that black parents care more about their kids than white parents (laughs) I get. Uh, I, I was going to say. I think then that was my mom taking over because <laughs> my m- white mom would be like, "I can't wait to see you in like twelve hours from that long lonesome drive," and black dad would be like, "Yeah, you'll be here. <laughs> yeah. See you soon, maybe." I also had African parents, so it's a special breed of just you know scared <laughs> the world. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, but this was I. I again. Such a good one. Such a fun. I'm happy that we chose this one because it was it was delightful. And I, I'm actually, I want to see if I can find the sequels. I haven't seen the sequ- I haven't seen the third one, but I haven't seen the second one in a long time. And I love You haven't? The third oh, one? Oh, man. Yeah, it's delightful trash. Oh, is it? Like, I made a point to like, I made a point, like, I got a free red box or something. And I saw Jeepers Creepers was near me, so I made a point to get it. Mm. <laughs> maybe I'll, uh, me tonight I'll do two, and then maybe I'll do three at a later time. That could be fun. A, a nice little quarantine project. <laughs> I'm just going to become the creeper. Yes, become. Not not currently in the process of. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm not already the creeper. <laughs> yeah, that was, um... 
Jeepers Creepers. Ooh, I'm excited for next week. We're doing Cabin Fever. Which I, again, I, it's another one that I know I've seen, but I couldn't tell you any, like, monumental scenes from it. I'm excited to see it now, though, for mm. this next week. Yeah, it's an Eli Roth joint, so it's it's going to be very bloody and pretty disgusting. But um, I think it's... I do like Eli Roth. Uh, I'm, I'm ambivalent about him, but I do like Cabin Fever. I think it's a fun one. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, is there anything else you want to plug, Andrew? Oh, man. No, just I... Highly recommend following both of us on things and liking us and telling us we're funny. I think, honestly, I'm not going to talk about myself, but I think Sonika is one of the funniest people I know. Aw, thank you so much. And if she gets known and she gets famous, those are coattails I'm close enough that I feel I can hop on those. Dude, ships rise together. Like, I would, you wouldn't even have to ride them. I'd just be like, hey, yo. I would, I would hand out my arm, my hand, and be like, come on, let's go. And we fly away. Yeah, dude. Sonic <laughs> is the ship and, and I'm the anchor. <laughs> you just hold me down. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. No, Andrew's also very, very funny. You're, I think you're hilarious. I always read your tweets out loud to Evan because um, they're they tickle me every time. So if you guys want to see some funny stuff, please follow both of us. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Um, yeah, we'll catch you later, Spooky Squad. Peace.